All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Level, with me, as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan, back here to discuss the action from the divisional round in the uh, NFL playoffs. And you know, Dylan, got a little too confident after my, my regular season victory for the picks because, you know, <laughs> I was trying to make things interesting. I was, you know, I was like, all right, got a little momentum here, but the playoffs have been ruled by you thus far. Um, so... Look, I, I was trying, hoping that uh, things could be a little more interesting than they seemed with maybe just the the expected picks, I guess, minus one, uh, but not happening. Uh, quite a weekend once again in the NFL, but uh, let's just jump right into it and we'll kind of discuss my, my lackluster picks as we go along here. But the Chiefs take care of business against the Jags, uh, 27-20. As we said, I thought that was a game that... Um, you know, I don't think we probably would have been shocked that it played out this way, knowing what we know about Patrick Mahomes and the injury and such. Yeah. Um, certainly was a little bit tougher for the Chiefs, given everything involved in that. And that will undoubtedly be the biggest storyline heading into the AFC Championship game. But um, still, you know, the Chiefs find a way to win, and Mahomes comes back into the game and uh, fifth straight AFC title game now for for Andy Reid's bunch and. Um, yeah, I mean, this was, again, it's, it's, it's hard to kind of look at this game overall because the thing in your head is still about Mahomes and looking forward, but the Chiefs find a way to win this one, and that's all that matters this time of year. Yep, exactly. I, I you know, yes, I got the picks right here, but I did not uh, quite hit this betting lock. It looked all right until right at the end with the Jags, of course, kicked the field goal. It made sense to uh, have a chance to do an onside kick, get the ball back for a Hail Mary or two at the end so just slightly missed that kind of went along the lines though overall how we felt it might like you said even without the Mahomes you know obviously the Mahomes injury throws a wrench in there but regardless they looked obviously they drove down the field fine with with Chad Henney who I was joking with some uh I was messaging my dad I was like do you remember that we saw this man playing the Rose Bowl when I was 13 years old <laughs> against Texas when Michigan yeah. played them um it, it's just hilarious but he had a great drive there they look completely composed and just is a a sign of like you know for all the things that are said about the Shanahan offense and the, all the quarterbacks that can fit in well in San Francisco, you're combining in Kansas City. This is what happens when you have a superstar quarterback, perhaps the be, probably the best quarterback in the league, with someone like Andy Reid and the offense built like this. Uh, and obviously, they don't have the playmakers of the Niners, but still some guys that can make a lot of things happen. And it was fun to watch. I mean, before Mahomes got hurt, that first touchdown drive was a clinic. Yeah, it was one of the better drives, I feel like, from top to bottom, start to finish that we'd seen, uh, which is saying something because he's had some fantastic ones, obviously a lot of quicker drives at times with one play here and there for big uh, spots. But I think, I mean, a big takeaway overall with the Jags, they, they were right in it. Um, obviously had a chance without the fumble uh, by Agnew down in, inside the 10. I mean, they're about to cut that to a three point game late. Um, they were, I mean, they're right there. I don't think they're too far apart. They have a couple little misfires that, you know, the one dropped by Christian Kirk on that deep ball that I know people have criticized, uh, uh, Collinsworth for saying was overthrown when in fact it went right through Kirk's hands it was pretty perfect in my mind but uh, overall I think they're just a couple pieces away um, they can't defend tight ends we knew that going in uh, it, obviously it was going to be a big problem with Travis Kelsey just as it was with Gerald Everett uh, they've spent a lot of capital both in the draft and free agency to with linebackers to try to address that so that's something they can work on but I think overall you see the progression of Trevor Lawrence I don't think this team was really phased by the moment it's just they're playing a Goliath and the Chiefs yeah like you said mentioned five straight uh, AFC title games all at home too now that the the Bills uh, fell in, uh, yesterday so uh, pretty 
pretty much went along uh, the the kind of course of the game that we thought it might, and we thought it would be right around that that eight and a half number that ended up being, with them winning by seven. Yeah. So uh, this one, out of all the games, may maybe played out the most uh, close to what we had kind of expected going in. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, probably the biggest talking point is something we'll we'll actually be discussing in the next episode because it's like from this one, you know, not a lot to take away, I guess, outside of just knowing what the setup could be um, in the AFC Championship game yep. with or without Patrick Mahomes on the field. So, yeah, we'll talk more about that uh, in the next episode. But um, all right, Dylan, that was your lock. It didn't work out great, but you had you had an excuse. All right, <laughs> me on the other hand didn't really have an excuse in this one because. Uh, the Eagles took care of business against the Giants, 38 to seven. I said, you know, Dylan, I'm just feeling something about this one. I'm gonna make for the first time ever. I'm gonna go the opposite lock, meaning usually we pick the favorite as our lock. Um, that's kind of been our rule. We said, I'm gonna said, no, I feel so good about this one. I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna take the Giants plus seven and a half. They're gonna keep this one in a touchdown. This game was over from the very start. Um, it was all Eagles, and, and you know what? I'll say this, like joking aside about the picks and such. This is exactly what you want to see from the Eagles. Like, this is, you know, if you wanted to obviously look at the, the regular season, know that they're one of the best teams in the NFL, if not the best team in the NFL. If you wanted just to feel really good about saying, well, this isn't, you know, kind of one of those seasons, team goes in the playoffs, they're not clicking on all cylinders, complete opposite here. They were great. And, you know, now it gives you a lot of confidence for the Eagles moving into this, this big NFC Championship game. But what else do you say? They look fantastic, uh, made things made everything hard on the Giants and walk away victorious here. Yeah, it was domination from the start. Uh, as soon as the Giants didn't, couldn't uh, kind of get those drives going like they did after the Vikings scored quickly in the first playoff game, you knew it was going to probably be a rough day for them because they just didn't have any answers. We didn't think they might um, to Philadelphia on the ground. But we noted how the Giants were worst defense in DVOA against the run in the regular season and overall that the Vikings Giants matchup they were easily the two uh, lowest DVOA teams in the entire NFL that made the playoffs not let alone and they're facing each other um it the Giants again I don't you know I said this kind of I think on the preview but this season still success where you're at with Brian Dable you still looked at this as making the most of the players and uh, what you had this year. This game was just a, uh, a message, though, and something that they should have known going into the game regardless, but um, that they just aren't on the, the depth level of the Eagles at this point. The, the rosters are just in very different places. Philadelphia has, you know, they noted it a number of times in the broadcast, not just the players they've drafted and, and developed, but some of the trades they've made for C.J. Gardner uh, and some of the other uh, players that they've brought in, um, like James Bradbury, cut by the Giants. Uh, just overall, this the, the structure that they have, even when they have some minor injuries here and there, you see how sound they are. All the compliments they have on the on the running game, and all those guys just had dominant days. I mean, you don't expect maybe 268 rushing yards, but I, I'm not surprised they were going to be able to push closer to 200. Honestly, because uh, it just felt like, and even without Hurts being, you know, the Hurts that we know, he it looked like he had the capability to make some of those runs, but he was cautious enough. Kind of, they understood the, you know, the the what was going on here. They're pretty clearly going to come out on top, and I don't think Jalen and smartly did not make some of the runs that we might see him have to do against San Francisco, um, where he puts his body in the line. I, I think they did a good job of limiting those chances. You still see, uh, you know, maybe not A.J. Brown's best game. It doesn't matter. They didn't need the pass against this Giants team to win. Um, I think that he'll – hopefully he's fine. And I, You know, he came up gimpy on a couple – after a couple of plays there, and I believe the third quarter or early fourth quarter, um, obviously a big 
really important piece that's going to be much more crucial to the next matchup against a very different defense than they face. So yeah, like you said, what you want to see from the Eagles, I think from top to bottom, defensively to shut down a team that knew was going to try to run the ball, not to let Daniel Jones have any room to breathe. Obviously, it's going to be a different animal again with San Francisco, but this was a sign that the Eagles that we knew all season that were so dominant for most of the year, they're still here, um, and they're not going to be an easy out, obviously, uh, even with uh, the strength of the opponent they're going to have coming up here. Well, Sunday was the day of games, as we said. We were probably most looking forward to because, you know, you kind of looked at how the the first two played out, and obviously Eagles-Giants much more one-sided than we expected, but... I mean, the first game did, did not probably go as expected in terms of uh, how close it was because um, we thought this would be, you know, game of the year type standards, Dylan, but it did not at that level, as we know. Uh, Bengals 27, Bills 10. And honestly, this is another game that I thought right from the start, you know, you, you kind of thought, all right, well, the Bills will make this interesting. And they did, you know, going to half, I think it was, what, 14-10. Um, this was another one where, like, just the way the game started and just how everything was going early on, I never really got the sense that the Bills were going to win this game. Like, it felt like the Bengals came out early. They did exactly what they needed to do. They avoided, you know, what do we always say in these kind of games? Like, you can't afford to get down early on the road in these yeah. sort of kind of games. And um, they avoided that. They came out up two touchdowns after a quarter. And then – you know, I just, you never, again, never sort of got the sense that the Bills were going to make this huge comeback and didn't happen. Bengals win again, which that's just what they do <laughs> these days. A disappointing performance for the Bills, not just a disappointing loss. I think certainly a disappointing performance. Yeah. Um, but for the Bengals, I mean, I don't, you know, it's interesting because you look at all these teams right now, talk about the confidence level of all these teams that have made it to this point. It's wild to think that maybe the least confident team of the ones that are left standing might be the Chiefs, and <laughs> it's because, you know, they, they don't know their quarterback situation, but yeah. the Bengals are as confident as can be, the Eagles are as confident as can be. You know, we'll get to the Niners in a second. I mean, what a what a performance in a playoff setting in the snow, on the road, and the Bengals just came out and just took care of business. Yeah, this is the most complete game that they've probably had that I can remember. Uh, like they've beaten some great teams, but to convincingly dominate a, a Super Bowl favorite throughout throughout most of the year in their on their home field, and like yeah. you said, making it look. It, and they said this. During, I think uh, Tony Romo and Jim Nance they made a good point, and it's something you noticed just watching as well. It was so difficult for the, the two scoring drives the Bills have, and, and that in itself is crazy. Two scoring drives for the Bills, but both of them were like 14 plus plays. I think the, the touchdown drive was 15, the other field goal was 14, and the, uh, meanwhile that f- first drive for Cincinnati six plays, another touchdown later 10 plays. You know they had a, they had some longer drives in the second half. They were running the ball really well, efficiently. Buffalo even when they knew that they were going to be running, they couldn't stop it. But it was just the ease with what it seemed like uh, Cincinnati was just taking what the Bills were giving them they couldn't get a pass rush going it looked like I, I know that you know there's in the in the past Tom Brady's had quotes about he loved playing in the snow because it really slows down the rush um and we knew that the Bills already without Von Miller uh, that was going to be a question mark but you know I thought the Bengals offensive linemen you, you can only play on the field the surface you're given I thought they stepped up with the some of the backups that were in there uh, Jackson Carmen I know Burrow had made a point to point out that he didn't feel any pressure from his side the whole game obviously going to be different moving forward but 
yeah, like you said, the confidence level of this team. I mean, everyone after the game making all the falling burrows lead by making the jokes about getting the refunds for the AFC title <laughs> game in Atlanta. Um, I mean, they just play as complete, again, of a performance as you could hope for. A lot of the signs of uh, the same kind of approach that they took getting pressure uh, in the AFC title game last year against Kansas City, getting pressure with three or four guys, or even if they're not getting pressure, still dropping back seven, eight, flooding all those passing lanes that Josh Allen likes to to look at and we know that Mahomes does as well it's going to be I think you know we've talked about Lou Amarillo and the attention that he deserves potentially as a as a coaching candidate um I know some other people have kind of been saying this but I mean his his ability to adjust to the opponent and what they've as complete of a team as they have right now with you know injuries at corner uh, it didn't look like it (laughs) the way that some of these guys were playing um they're just such a sound team like just they don't really you know last you know the offensive line is still a concern if say they play the Niners in the Super Bowl obviously against anyone's offensive line is a concern against them but especially them um but outside of that I mean they're as complete of a team that doesn't have that many holes on their roster like you said it's funny to think about with the Chiefs but we know they're even though their defense has played better it's not perfect um there's there's little things the run defense for the Eagles has been an issue at times uh I, I mean maybe you could argue san francisco is pretty complete right now but you don't have joe burrow as, as much as we're gonna about to compliment purdy in a second here i mean joe burrow uh just an absolute killer <laughs> like just has stone cold n- composed yeah. no just i mean it looked like it could have been 21-0 there's a couple little misfires yeah. here and there on that punt that they had before the the field goal that put them up back up 17-7 uh you know it's just an interesting game to look back on like you said disappointing from buffalo's point of view i don't think the play calling was great either at times especially on offense but defense they didn't really adjust to cincinnati just running right at them with you know only keeping six in the box often and yeah it it's now uh i think the bengals made a statement here that they're not just the you know it's not the Bills, it's not the uh, mahomes and allen story with the bengals is that team that's like the next one right there chopping out the bit i mean this is back-to-back afc title game appearances possibly back-to-back super bowl appearances and as we keep have talked about since the end of the regular season i think they're a better team than they were a year ago yeah it's scary to think because i mean again their confidence last year at this point was they were a confident team right i mean after they they went one beat the titans on the road and you know those kind of games but i mean their confidence level right now is even better i think than it was this time last year and so knowing that they can get to that point and knowing now they're one one away from doing that and certainly in a familiar situation against the Chiefs. So yeah, I mean these they are they are doing everything right at this point and, and certainly to win like that. Very impressive to do that yeah. against the Bills who, as we said, favorite probably coming into the the season, the playoffs and um Bengals though advancing once again to the AFC title game. So all right, that left us with one game and that was um I think probably maybe the more inter- most interesting game of the bunch. Yeah. Maybe not been the most exciting uh, from a, a scoring standpoint, but I think it was definitely the most interesting. The Niners beat the Cowboys 19-12 to here. Um, again, you want to talk about my picks. This was my upset pick. I told you I shouldn't go with the Bengals. I don't know why I didn't. but um, I went with the Bengals. I wasn't so sure about it, did. though. So. Well, <laughs> I look, if, if you're going to bank on one or the other, I, I probably should have went with the Bengals. I felt like it was a better choice, but that's all right. I went with the Cowboys. Uh didn't happen, though. Niners get the win, and as we said, talk about a team that has a lot of confidence. Well, the Niners still have not lost since uh, that game against the Chiefs, which was, what was the date we said? October the... Something, yeah. um, October 23rd. So, yeah, a long time ago. It is January 23rd. Keep that in mind, folks. October 23rd, last time the Niners lost a game. So, um, yeah. So, 
I mean, you know, this was, I think this game played out probably as we would have expected because we said the two defenses are going to be able to dictate some things in this one. And, you know, it just, it just happened to be the Niners took advantage, you know, on their basically last drive that was a last drive to win the game type scenario, right? Where you're kind of in that point where, hey, we really need a touchdown here. And they're able to get that touchdown on that drive. Cowboys, meanwhile, I feel like the Cowboys is sort of a similar story, Dylan, in that you feel like when they get in those points, they're just like pivotal moments in a game where they have to make a play. Um, it just felt like they did not do it. And, of course, I think the couple interceptions back through, you know, certainly um, I'm thinking of the first one, I guess. I, I can't remember the, the exact setting on, on the other one, but I, I know the first one. Was that the one with Gallup? And I don't know if that was a Gallup thing or – it's just a bad throw, but it was. Oh yeah, well, he um, didn't come back to the ball as Gallup. Yeah, the second yeah, one was in the red zone. Second one. That's was real right. Bad. That's the one I was like, I knew it was okay. That was the red zone one, and so yeah, I mean, look, right? It's just that's not what you want from the Cowboys. You, you, we said going in, you almost have to be flawless, I think, to win a game like this. Like you needed Dak's best game. You needed somehow to find something in the rushing attack. They could not do any of that. Now, of course, Tony Pollard's injury probably yeah. affects that a little bit. Um, but you know, Zeke 10 carries for 26 yards, 2.6 yards a carry. Um, you know, CeeDee Lamb had a big game, but everyone else really not a lot there, but you know what? The Niners didn't have to be perfect either because we just, you know, look offensively, you knew there was going to be a challenge against this, this Cowboys defense, but again, they find a way to make the plays and something I thought was big for both sides here. We talk about both teams having that big playability. Cowboys pretty much prevented that right outside of that one big long play from George Kittle, I think. Um, Lamb had the big one, I think almost went for 50 yards. But outside of that, I mean, big plays were not really a theme in this game, which should not be that surprising. I will say this, Dylan, before I forget quickly. The Cowboys had that, I don't remember if it was the kickoff return or the punt return, where it's a kickoff if it's the one that he, yeah, Turpin had. So, as I'm watching this, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, if he just goes right, like if he just takes one step to the right, I'm like, I think he scores a touchdown. But runs into kind of a pile there. It was just whatever, two guys, his own guy was there, and, of course, yeah. a, a Niners player was there. But I, I had to – I, like, replayed that, and I'm like, yeah. oh, my goodness. If he would have taken one step to the right, I think he would have scored a touchdown. And you think about how much that changes the game too. So this was a fun game. Like I said, I know 19 to 12 doesn't sound that exciting, but I thought this was – maybe the most exciting game of the weekend just because I thought it played out as we expected. And and there were a lot of kind of big moments in that game. Um, But ultimately it's the Niners to get the win. Yeah. It was the most captivating game for, it was the most intensity I felt watching. I, you know, the kind of, we expected that maybe a little more with the Bengals and Bills game than we got. Um, The other two kind of went, you know, in in ways that we, even if we thought the Giants might stick around uh, kind of went the way we thought this one. Yeah. This was, I mean, both defenses put on absolute, top performances i mean the niners defense but I, I think the dallas defense obviously in the second half started to wear down a bit um those last two the, the, the touchdown drive to yeah. take the lead and then all, the field goal to push it back to a full seven points i mean those two drives that combined took up 13 minutes and 59 seconds um in between those was the 
uh, return that you're talking about from Turpin. If he's they ended up getting a field goal on that drive, I wonder if they're if if what their defense is like coming out after that <laughs> touchdown drive. Yeah, if they have to go sure. right back out, yeah. um, they were. It was just starting to become a point where the Niners were figuring out just enough, finding that little bit of an edge. Not the same, but similar to like. I thought I had a felt like yeah, it's because I'm a Rams fan. Probably the Super Bowl between the Rams and Patriots, where both defenses dominated, but the Patriots just find it started finding a, a few more tools, started wearing them down, just found enough to to get down the field, and ultimately, obviously, getting that touchdown. I think you know Purdy played as well as you could have hoped. I thought he had some really great. Uh, throws on third down some good decisions obviously still had things opened up but this was I mean yeah all the things that people said about the Cowboys defense going in about the, the difference in speed compared to some of the you know space that the Niners have been able to to create for for windows for Purdy to throw and it was true I mean they they made it real tough all day and to Brock's credit didn't turn the ball over um you know the only turnover is the the fumble on the on the punt both defenses when put another part about how the defenses are so great in this game both times that you know you have the first Dak interception and then the fumble by the Niners defenses are pushed back both times they held in the field goal attempts I mean uh just just really impressive to see what those uh, defenses did in those spots and Dallas's defense probably deserved better but yeah I think the storyline unfortunately it's not you know it's just the the talking head saying that Dak didn't have the best game I mean it it was ultimately the difference in this one I think between him uh some of the decisions he made in spots and obviously Maher missing the extra point and as I yeah. noted probably was going to be got, uh, missed even if he um even if it gets blocked I mean maybe that does impact the decision making on that second interception where Dak's like we have to score <laughs> in that moment I don't know yeah. and he forces it in there but I just those are so both so cru- cr- crucial. I mean, the first one, like I mentioned, they only hold them to three points after, but the other one right before the half, I mean, Dallas could have, they also were kind of hurrying up after they got one of those first downs. It was like they could have really made sure that it was either they get a field goal attempt and Niners get nothing or they score a touchdown and there's little time. So they, I don't know why they were rushing. It, it, it basically was a six-point swing if the Dallas at least gets a short field goal. We saw Maher make some field goals after and shorter ones, and oh, the one short one in particular. So that's a six-point swing right there. And the missed extra point, it's a seven-point game. And it really was that close for a lot of it. Um, Fred Warner is an animal. I know a lot was made of that yeah. play up the seam where uh, Dak looked like he might have CD, but I don't think that was a bad play by Dak. That was probably one of the – you know, he made some – Miss some misfired on a few, but that one wasn't a tough one. That was just Fred Warner being an absolute beast <laughs> and probably the best coverage linebackers we've talked about in the entire NFL. Um, it's it, yeah, they're just a complete team, and like you said, you can't have those mistakes against the Niners. You have to maybe not be perfect, but you have it's what their the defense gives them more than enough chances to not be perfect on offense. But the turnovers were just both all of them are so big. I, I think really that's where the game kind of flipped, and ultimately, yeah, Dak not. You know, we've been pretty complimentary of Dak, but we don't quite put him, obviously, on that level with some of yeah. these other elite guys. And this is – you saw some of the limitations here when they when they face really tough defenses. It's just – it's it's tough. Um, you know, having – I do think the game may go differently if Tony Pollard stays healthy. He was the one guy in the running game that was getting something going, or even when they weren't uh, – when they were throwing him the ball. I mean, I think he was an X factor to – he was the first guy I'd seen in weeks that actually fell forward when he get, got hit by a Niner defender, not backward. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, maybe they needed that extra weapon. I mean, CD was great, but again, receiver receiving-wise, as we've talked about after, the depth there isn't quite where you'd hope. So just it's, it's those slight margins of error, and that's all that it takes in this uh, time of year. And the Niners are just such a complete team 
But yeah, um, you know, as a Rams fan, would have preferred maybe if they don't move on. But I also respect what they're able to do, and they're just a really fun, fun defense to watch. It's such a such an aggressive group. I love the style that they play with, um, and I thought they had you know one of their probably best performances as a defense uh, in a big spot here in this game. Yeah, well, I mean, it sets up now, right? And I mean, we got two big games. I mean, which you expect NFC AFC Championship game, but again, you talk about the confidence level of these teams. Yep. What a setup now. Um, again, Mahomes' injury is the most important talking point, I think. But Chiefs, Bengals, Eagles, Niners, um, almost seems like it was always kind of maybe set this way, just trying to figure out where to put the Bills in that discussion. But yep. Bengals win, Bills are out. Now we have it kind of set here for the AFC and NFC title game. So uh, a fun weekend of action, Dylan. But, of course, uh, two big games to go before we know who will be playing in the Super Bowl. But for now, uh, a lot of stuff over at Clutch Points covering all the action from the weekend as well as looking ahead. Um, of course, potential impact of Mahomes and um, looking at these yeah. games in depth. Let everybody know where they can find all that. Yeah, and go to the Clutch Points app to the NFL section to follow both uh, the NFC and AFC title games, all of our NFL coverage overall. Yeah, tons of fallout right now. Uh, we'll get uh, later in the week to some of the predictions for the AFC and NFC title games, betting predictions, all sorts of stuff. But right now, yeah, a lot of – a lot of interesting things that happened after those games with from Stefan Diggs just kind of bouncing from the Bills locker room to some of the, <laughs> the comments from some of these players and uh, interesting stuff for sure. But um, yeah, we'll be obviously the Mahomes injuries, probably the biggest storyline we'll be following all week. We'll have articles, I'm sure, daily on the NFL section. If you go to the Chiefs page, if you just update that uh, every day, you'll probably see anything that's happening there. So mm-hmm. we'll keep you updated. And yeah, uh, should be two really fun. I know we got time to talk about them next time, but two really, really exciting matchups. I mean, these are four just spectacular teams. I don't think there's anyone that you're like, wow, how'd they get there? They're all great teams at this yeah. point. Yep. Be sure to check it all out at Clutch Points. Lots of fun stuff on the way to get ready for these two uh, AFC, NFC championship games. So check it all out there. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use, search for Establish the Pass. And thanks as always for listening to the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time here on the Establish the Pass podcast.